You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. This podcast is sponsored by Perfect Planner Company, the ultimate planner for today's modern online entrepreneur. It's tough being an entrepreneur. There are so many things to think about and keep track of in your business. It's so easy to become stressed, overwhelmed, and disorganized, but Perfect Planner Company has your back. Created by Monique Svensson, who has 30 years of planning and organizational experience, this planner and all of their stationary range will help you to start planning and taking action rather than procrastinating and leaving business to chance. Perfect Planner Company also creates branded bespoke planners for entrepreneurs and huge corporate firms and has created thousands of planners for their teams and business partners. These planners help me time block, get organized and set goals, and I'm so happy to be collaborating with them. To find out more, go straight to the link in the show notes. Hi, guys. I'm so excited today because I've got a special, a special interviewee today. And you will have noticed from the beginning of this podcast that we are now a sponsored podcast. Um, and it was really hard to find a sponsor. I looked, I, I started looking a couple of months ago um, for sponsors for the podcast. And you know, I you know what I'm like with integrity. I can't be that person that asks for sponsors and then someone comes forward and it's something I don't believe in. And we did have a lot of that. So we had lots of offers to sponsor the podcast, but it was for things that I wasn't passionate about and I didn't think were amazing things. And so it made me sort of turn them down and not want to do it. And then this guest came along and I already love all of her stuff. So it was so much easier to say yes. So I want to welcome um, Monique Svensson today to the podcast. She is the CEO of Perfect Planner. She's also a product coach. So she helps people when, you know, I help people with service-based business. Monique helps people with product-based businesses because that's what she's been doing for the last five years. So welcome to the podcast, Monique. Hello. Thank you. So nice to have you here. Um, Let's start by talking about why and how you got started? Because five years to me isn't very long in business. And yet you've got this phenomenal, very well-known business. Products, I mean, I think everyone will agree with me. Products are harder (laughs) than services. Way hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. Yeah. It's a much harder business to build because of profit margins and all of that kind of stuff. So I want to talk to you about why you even decided to do something like this. So take us back a bit. Um, well, let's go right back, first of all, and sort of just, you know, I won't go into masses about my history and sort of my background, but in terms of sort of planners and how that kind of came into my life, I was um, a stage manager in the theatre industry, having worked there now was 25, 30 years uh, which is giving my age away. A little. It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I should say, you did it for five years. But, um, I didn't. I did it for a really long time. And it was a really highly organised job. You're looking after big groups of people, actors, actresses, you know, technical teams. And you have to be so on top of your organisation because if you are not, even if you sort of your planning is out by and I'm talking timings here, like a few minutes, that costs production companies so much money because actors, you might know this from sort of your TV time, if you go a minute over or anything like that, it costs them so much money. So 
I had to learn to be so organised, so well planned to know that everything would happen on time. And you were on big shows, weren't you? These weren't like tiny little shows. You were doing some, some named shows. Yeah, I was a stage manager for Warhorse. Warhorse, when that went into the cinemas as well, I've been stage manager on Hairspray, We Will Rock You. I was there for four years. Amazing. Yes, high school musical at the time of its peak, you know. So I've done some really big shows. And I then moved on into the corporate world when I had my daughter, just because I thought, actually, I need something that's a bit more flexible for me. And started organising shows for companies such as Facebook and LinkedIn and Google, YouTube, sort of the really big, well-known ones. And I, you know, I loved it, but there came a time where I thought, actually, do you know what? I can't do this so much anymore. I need to find something else for myself. And I was presented, um, as probably many people are, with the home-based business uh, model, which was network marketing. And I grabbed it, to be honest. It was... I think there's a lot of bad press that goes around network marketing, but I believe for me, and we can talk about this maybe a bit later down the line, but I believe for me that was a huge stepping stone into a world of entrepreneurship because um, I think people either run with it and grab it it and learn from it or they don't get on with it. You know, it's a funny, it's a very funny industry. Let's talk about this because I think this is quite a big thing. Um, Network marketing gets a bad press. And if we're completely honest about it, in the past, when I first came into this online world, I gave it bad press because I saw it as a pyramid scheme, as people that weren't making money from something that they actually loved, but that just wanted to make money from recruiting people. Now, since then, I have you know, worked with people in network marketing. I've coached people that were in network marketing and have come out of network marketing. And while there are bits of network marketing I don't agree with and never will, what I love about it is that the strongest entrepreneurs that I know now started in network marketing because it does give you that foundation, doesn't it, into entrepreneurship when, you know, there's a lot of people that can't start being an entrepreneur at how we know it straight away because they they wouldn't even know where to start. Whereas when they go into network marketing, there's this whole structure for them to learn from. Absolutely. And I think I think that was it. I mean, I came into the company that I was with. Although I'd always had this sort of entrepreneurial streak in me. So I would be working in the theatre, you'd go into the theatre and you'd do the shows at night time, but you'd have daytime free. So I would be like, oh, what can I do in my day? So, you know, I distributed catalogues and I opened a dance school and started a kids magazine. And, you know, you name it, you think of it, I did it. So I had this already in me, but when I got into network marketing, the company that I was with taught me all about the products I was selling, all about how to retail them, but nobody really sort of taught you. They gave you a structure, but you don't learn sort of business basics, particularly. You're just kind of thrown in. So, you know, for your average person that's like, oh my God, I'm being told I need to be CEO of my business. You don't really know that, but you do get sort of put into this little bubble, I suppose, of of what network marketing is. And, you know, you gradually sort of all learn it up together. For me, I always think that maybe I was sort of maybe one of the odd ones that kind of went off a little bit. And I was like, oh, I don't necessarily like that. I, I want to do it a different way because that's how I like to do things. Um, and that is how the, the plan of business came about because I already had this entrepreneurial side to me that 
was sort of bubbling like a little volcano, I suppose, under the surface. And I'm like, I'm just not ready to come out yet. And then I was learning about um, structure and the business of the network marketing and how that worked. And there were some, you know, really, really positive elements to it. You you do get sort of given some amazing trainings and things like that. But I kind of wanted to gel those two things together. I wanted something that could fire my entrepreneurial streak, taking in what I was learning as well from network marketing and put the two together. And gradually what happened for me was I was I had a team. I, I'd recruited a team. I recruited a really lovely team. But we were all pretty much in the same boat, just going, what's next? What are we doing Blind now? leading the blind. Blind leading the blind. <laughs> and it was, it was my husband who said to me, he said, Monique, you are the most organised person out there, you know. Why are you not just doing what you do from before and putting it into this? And it was like, you know, the light bulb moment. Yeah. And, you know, the, oh, here it is. I'm, I'm ready to go. And so... And I remember it clear as anything and going into the kitchen with this pile of paper and I'd been creating all these worksheets for the team, you know, to follow this structure and a plan. And I threw it all on the kitchen table and I said, right, time to do something. Time to do something about this. We're going to make a planner. That's it. Because there were planners. Of course, there's planners out there. There's like, I'm not the first person in the world to create a planner and I certainly won't be the last. But I felt that there needed to be something out there that took people through all of those steps. So if you go in as a complete novice, not knowing about business or not knowing how to structure your time, you know, if you're a mum at home, for example, like I was, and I had my daughter and we'd been through some other things in our life, you know, that had given me that that street to kind of go, I'm go- I've got to change things. I've got to make a difference. Um, and we can talk about that if 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 it's appropriate, you know, but there were those things and I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to do it. And so, yeah, as I said, there were planners out there. They're not I, like yours, though, are they? Not like mine that I just knew. And we've had the same structure for five years. I was like, okay, as a network marketer, what do what do I want? You know, what do I want to know? Okay, I need to speak to my team. Well, let's put something in there about team. I need to get new prospects into my business or new leads. Let's put something about that. You know, I need to-do lists. Everybody needs to-do lists. Yeah. Lives, you know, and bit by bit by bit, I pieced all of those elements together, all of the worksheets, everything that I'd created and put them into a, a book that became at the time, five years ago, Network Marketing Manager, which was our first planner. We had one planner in one colour, and that was it. But I love that because what you did is you took what you already knew. So although, you know, you were doing network marketing and it may not have been the route for you long term, you took what you'd learned and what you needed and you turned it into something that that was was amazing and that people wanted. And, and your plan is very different to others. Um, I have one here and they are different. And I, I love just how it came about because I do think that network marketing people get a bad press and and actually what they're doing is they're striving to do something different and not go 
back to a nine to five, you know, to start a a side hustle that's going to make it work for them. And often people do. Um, And, you know, I know some people that are still in network marketing that are doing great things. And they've also helped a lot of people underneath them to make more money and to do great things. And anything that empowers people to start their own business, even if it's a stepping stone to something else, I don't think it can ever be a bad thing. And let's talk about, you know, the we all have challenges in life. We all have issues that happen in life. No one I've ever spoken to has a story that was like, you know, oh, I did this and everything went brilliantly. And so then I did this other thing. There's always something that makes us decide that life is too short and that actually we have to do the things we really want to do and we want to make a difference in some way. Now, obviously, I I know your story, but the listeners won't. So take me back to when you were in the theatre and you were seven and a bit months months pregnant yeah so I was pregnant with my second child I had Isabel my oldest daughter and I decided at the time as I didn't know what else to do to go back to the theatre so um after I had her I went back and I did chorus line for a while at the Palladium which was fantastic and then I got offered this job by the National Theatre so come be stage manager on Warhorse so I was stage manager there I loved it, but it was so inc- incredibly demanding of, of a show. I don't know if you've seen it. But I have, and I can imagine why. Yeah, there's so many pieces to it. So it's a very, very demanding show. But um, I, I desperately wanted a second child. And I was really, I really wanted the gap between my children to be quite small. So I did fall pregnant. And, and I did, you know, and I told you this story um, recently, but in theatre, you have to wear what's called blacks. That's essentially your uniform. So you're backstage and you're in your black. So I had like these black combat maternity trousers <laughs> and quite a tight top on. And but so my bump was very obvious and everyone was amazing. But as you walked onto stage, there was a full length mirror that the actors would check their costumes or makeup before they went on stage. And as I was walking out onto stage, I just caught a glimpse of my bump and I thought, hmm. That doesn't look right. And it had dropped quite significantly. I suppose the way that the only way that I can think about describing it was that I looked like I had a gut. Yeah. And, and you it, know, don't you, when you're pregnant, you know, like having having had twins, you know when something's different, you know when yeah. it's not quite right. Not quite right. And I was, I was seven and a half months pregnant. And anyway, I I put it to the back of my mind. Because you're busy, must, I suppose. The show must go on. Yeah. You know, that is the mentality. And that, you know, is probably that mentality has given me the strength that I believe that I have. Anyway, I, I went on, I carried on, I did the show. That weekend I was I was off after that. It was Saturday night. On Sunday, I was flying abroad for my last flight away for my husband's 40th birthday. Um, and we were having a weekend away before baby came and I went on maternity leave. And um, anyway, we went home and I said to my husband, I just something's not quite right. And the next morning, after a night of prodding my bump, desperately wanting, willing, something to move and something to change, it wasn't happening. So I took myself off to the hospital chirpily sort of being me really going oh it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine nobody come with me no one come with me I'm just gonna go and get checked 
anyway, I did get checked and um, sadly, my daughter wasn't alive anymore. And <laughs> I know it's really hard, but there are people that have been through this or only just been through this. And what I would like to show is that although you never forget things that happen to you, it sometimes sets you in a completely different direction. It did. It really did. And, you know, there was a huge level of trauma that went through this event physically, but also mentally as well, because I am such, I, you know, anybody that knows me will know I am such a strong fighter. You know, I don't, I don't go down easily. And, you know, I thought at first I thought I'm never, I'm never going to get over this. This is never, this is, you know, this is it. This is the end. Um, but you know, I took, I, I got home and I did have to go through a whole birthing process when I had her, which was really sad and very, very hard. Um, and my husband and my mum were with me at the time. And, you know, I'm so lucky I had their support and them by my side the whole time. But, but you know, when I got over that and we'd had a funeral and I, I remember just, I'm not getting out of bed. I don't want to do anything. Um, and then my daughter, who was only two, came to me and she was like, come on, mummy, come and play with me. She didn't get it. No. She didn't understand. And she said to me, please come and play with me. And I looked at her and I thought, I've got a choice. I can lie here and not get up again. Or I've got a daughter that needs her mum. And I made a decision. I made a decision there and then that I was going to give her the best possible life. After some medical treatments and things like that, I was told that I might not be able to have kids again, any more kids. And I just knew I had to make the best life for her. And I was going to do anything and everything that I possibly could to make it the best positive life for her. And that didn't include going back and becoming a stage manager again? No. Was there some part of you that resented working so hard? I always questioned. I said to the doctors, you know, I, I remember pleading at the doctors, is it because I worked too hard? Because we never is. It. And they said no. no. No, it wasn't. And it wasn't, you know, there was a medical reason behind it. But I think if I hadn't have been working so hard, I was doing 70 hours a week at the time. 70, we were in the middle of a cast change. And I was so focused because that, when I get my head into something, I am so focused and so driven, I am going to make this happen. And we'd just gone through um, the cinema screening and filming all of that and a cast change. And it was intense. Um, I think if I hadn't have been working so hard, maybe I'd have noticed something wasn't right earlier on. Yeah. I don't, I you don't, don't know. know. You can never really know. And But it has, what what it's done is you have a different life now, a very different life okay. for your two children. Yes, it did work out, I guess. And lots of people might say this, when you think you can't get pregnant again. We did have another miscarriage after that. And that wasn't great. That resulted in me having to have surgery as well. So that wasn't great. 
but I did. So at that point, I thought that's that's definitely it for kids. Um, but I did fall pregnant quite soon after that, and was watched by the doctors very intently. And I did. I gave birth again to another little girl, Sienna, and she's now six. Amazing. And I'm so lucky. I'm so, so lucky. I know I am. And I call her my little miracle baby. And, you know, I feel blessed to have them both. And I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you're not having anyone. <laughs> no more. No more. I think that how you turned this around to say, well, you know what? I have to make the best life for what I do have. Because it's like I am close to people that have been through what you've been through and it's every part of you must want to not get up but you did get up and you changed your entire life around it and said well actually I'm not going to give my daughter the best life by going back to to doing what I was doing and being on that treadmill and instead I'm going to start something that's right for me and that's why I kind of love your journey into network marketing because it was a stepping stone it was a ladder for you to do other things and I think it often is and you now have this business I mean you make a lot more than one planner these days (laughs) (laughs) we um now our range we've got in our own personal range we have five different types of planners, sorry, six different types of planners, but a load of stationery and desk pads and social media content calendars and habit trackers, you name it. If you're in business and you want to get organized, we have the tools for you there. But we also have a a sideline to that now, which is we create them for corporate companies as well. So we have um, several major clients that we work for, both in the entrepreneurial space, but also in the network marketing space that loved the formula that we had in the planners. And so we've taken that, tweaked it, adjusted it a little bit to their particular sort of compensation plans, branded it, changed it. And we've had it translated now into seven different languages. Wow. And we ship all over the world. And it's now (laughs) quite a mammoth operation. And, you know, I love it. I love products. I just love it. I love that sort of the thing of of creating something, knowing that it's out there being manufactured, knowing that we've got, that we're working with these different factories and things like that. And they, you know, are working with us. And what we get in our hand is something I think, we designed that we created it and they're luxury this is what I love about them is that they look and feel luxurious and you know when I want a planner I want it to be luxurious this isn't your your beginners kind of stuff this is something that's um, amazing to have it's a great gift as well like if you're looking at presents for Christmas right now go on to the website that I'll tell you about at the end because there's some really lovely stuff on there but I also love that you white label things because I I really want a planner next year but there's no point me reinventing the wheel because you have this perfect planner I just want my name on it (laughs) So yeah, it's a really good way of getting things to other people's clients yeah. um, and so that they can have a luxury feel about their business, which is a fantastic thing to do. I think that was my, um, from the off, I and I knew it would cost me money. I think it's it's hard, products are hard, you know, and as you know, you can go into a service-based business with no money behind you at all. You can start it for zero pounds. If you've got a social media account and, you know, 
you can type away, you can pretty much start with nothing until you sort of build it up and then you can start to spend money. With products, you do need a little bit of money behind you. And we didn't have any money. You know, I'd come from the theatre. If anybody knows the theatre, you know, you don't earn very much money. It just about got us by for the hours that I was working. I should say my husband was a musician as well in the theatre. So the two of us, I mean, we were just done for, you know. (laughs) We were never going to make the kind of money that I really wanted to for our life. Yeah. So we did. We borrowed some money off our parents and said come on help us out here and we started out with a small small order that we put together but um I always wanted it high end I wasn't prepared to sort of scrimp on production costs because I knew that if I put myself out there from the off as a high end brand it was going to pay off yeah and you're known for that now, for high end, a uh, high end brand. And we, we won't talk turnover, but you know, I know your turnover, and I know how amazing it is to get to that turnover in a five year period. It's it's brilliant. And so now, you've decided to help other people who have products, which is such a good idea because so many people come to me with products and like, can you help me with my strategy? And while I can to an extent. I'm not based with products. You know, everything that I've done is around service-based businesses. And I think it's so different, the kind of challenges that people face when they have a product-based business. So it's amazing that you're starting to do that now. Um, And I can't wait to see what happens in the future. But have you found it really different? Like when you're you're in my membership, you're in other people's memberships, have you found that it is quite service-based centric? Yes, very much, very much. It's it's interesting, like my eyes opened up to it. Obviously, I, I'd come from network marketing, which was products, then moved into creating the planners, and all I knew was products. And it was only really sort of maybe about six months before we went into lockdown, and I kept thinking, what can I do here? Somebody once said to me, you should start a course on how to fill out your planner. I thought, I'm not doing a course on how to fill out a planner. It was a ridiculous thing to say. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I started thinking, well, hang on a minute. What is this service-based industry? Because I had no idea. And when I really started to dig into it, and obviously I found yourself and all sorts of other entrepreneurs that are out there, I realised how huge it is. But all of those memberships out there were really, really heavily focused I'm starting to see a little bit more now, especially I think lockdown has brought out people's creativity. Yeah. Subscription boxes have gone big now as well. And you can help those types of people brilliantly. Huge. Absolutely. And, you know, our, our planner went into a subscription box, you know, so we were able to sell that wholesale to a subscription box provider, big business box. And, um, you know, it, it's brilliant. And I think there's lots of call out there. For that kind of thing. So that when you start to open your eyes, you realize how many different avenues there are, how many different ways that you can market your product out there that isn't just the, you know, your traditional retail. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, John Lewis are listening to this advert and um, to this podcast. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, you know, there are plenty of other ways, you know, to to market yourself and wholesale is a brilliant one and you know there's low oh, so yeah, many there's ways. so much stuff you can teach people which is why I'm so glad that you're doing this now thank you for being here I've loved talking to you about this I've just got 
uh, one of your um, planners, which comes in this proper special box, which has a planner in it. I shared it on my social media. You should go and look, guys. Um, it's got a planner in it, but it's also got a notebook, a vision board tool, and a pen in it. And it's so pretty. Um, and even the way you box things is like super luxury. And and you know, yeah, you know, I'm all about that. So yeah, go and have a look. If people want to buy stuff for Christmas, because I think that what a great present for any entrepreneur, especially you guys, if you've got masterminds out there or you've got small memberships and you want to gift your members something, go and check it out. Where's the best place they can look at that range? They can go onto the website, which is perfectplannerco.com or um, we have loads of different stories and unboxings and all sorts of things over on our Instagram as well, which is perfectplanner.company. So you can find out loads about, about us there. Brilliant. And we will put those show notes in. And actually, guys, you will find the show notes on every other podcast from now on anyway, because as I said, um, Monique is the sponsor. Perfect Planner Co is the sponsor of the podcast, which I was so excited about because I like the product and I really didn't want to talk about a product I didn't love. And this is one that I absolutely love. So as soon as you know, I had a conversation with Monique, I was so excited that it's such a good brand alignment because everything that Monique does is in integrity as well. And, you know, very honest and open as you've seen on the podcast today. So do go and um, check them out. And I'm excited to hear what happens in the future. Too. Thank you for being here. And thank you for listening, everybody. I will be back next week with a brand new podcast for you. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, Go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.